0: Okay, episode 9 of X80750, Errata. We are doing good. Hopefully we'll be able to get done with this by next week. So, yay. I'd been dreaming of something I couldn't remember. The alarm screeched out in our bunk, startling me and Conrad awake. He immediately swung out of his bunk and headed to the control interface in the tiny office-turned guest room. Manually triggered emergency protocols, he called to me in explanation as I sipped up my biosuit and pulled on my boots. Attention, core reactor failure has been detected. Attention, core reactor failure has been detected. Shit. I tossed his boots to him and opened the door. What's going on, I shouted to someone as we all moved towards the emergency shielded biopods. The man shrugged and melted into the crowd, cramming all 1,000 people into a single compound on generator power is going to be rough. Considering the water requirements alone on the desert planet, it was going to be very bad. I spotted a familiar face in the throng. Gotch! Gotch! What happened? The tall blonde man was shaking. I don't know. I think something must have broken into our fusion generator or damaged something, but on emergency power we'll only have enough for environmental systems. I can't do anything out here. We still have patience. A squeal of metal on plastic and a frustrated scream ripped from some kind of throat on the outside of the modular wall, which made Conrad and me both stop. Huh, said Conrad, after the sound had died away and we'd stood there a moment, appreciating it. And here I thought we'd have to go looking for them. How nice. Efficient fuckers. Is this an attack? I asked incredulously. Are those things trying to eat us? I think so. Gotch looked uncomfortable. There have been little incidents before. Nothing like this, though. Another scream of rendered metal. The lights flickered. The generator. Gotch breathed. We'll lose water and environmental controls if they take it out. Can you do something? Another surge of people through the hallway toward the emergency rally points pressed me against the wall. It parted around Conrad, though, as if he was a rock in the stream, which annoyed me. Yeah, we can do some stuff. Or at least give it a shot. Conrad shot me a surprisingly young-looking smile. What's the worst that can happen, right, Singh? Right. What are we going to do? I asked him. He shrugged and yanked me towards him as we headed to the exit towards the utility module where the generator should be. Who knows? Let's go find out. The rush of people thinned here. It was quiet, except for the steady screech of metal and irregular impacts on the walls. I leaned to one side of the geometric hallway to look out the windows. It was a beautiful night. Stars were lit up above me, and the air smelled cool and metallic with the white crust of the planet shining like a pearl. I stood for a moment in front of the compound itself still and silent, breathing the beauty of the desert. Bent, raw-looking humanoid shapes move into and out of modular walls around us. I could see odd vestigial traces on some of the closer ones, like tails or scales, teeth maybe. I shivered. Showtime, boss. Conrad's voice was serious, low but excited. Do it. I took a deep breath. I could feel the hunger and the drive of the creature's feet and starvation against the modular walls. As Conrad next to me took a similar breath, I felt the temperature drop. I glanced at him. His eyes were black, his skin glowed blue, and he wore a very, very small smile on his lips. Jesus. Freaking scary. Thud. Ping. A shrill screech as the crazies circled outside the doors. Lights dimmed and flickered again, this time staying off. Red-yellow emergency LEDs glowed to life in the corridor. I didn't look at Conrad again. He was ready. I was ready. I hit the airlock cycle and waited for depressurization. In the deep part of my brain, I felt cool air slip into me as patterns of chemical compounds, molecules, and ions light up inside my brain. Felt the heat from the day radiating through my boots. Heard the scrabbling, rough grunts as the cravies tried to climb the dodecagon walls. Stop. Focus silence in my head. The desert burned, waiting for me. Eyes closed, the rumble of the mountain matching my heart sank into the rock. Felt the wind pick up as heat flowed through me from the planetary core into the atmosphere. I could feel them, little pinpricks of light, sick, twisted, alien creatures around me, and watch the twisting scar of the normal pattern broken. Burn. I am burning. Calling heat as plasma through my blood and pouring it into the air with every breath. My body thins, morphs into the same fire, expanding to cover everything and anything. Rivulets, sheets of flame burning through my skin, ripping me open from the inside out. Conrad there, a sharp icicle, cold to my heat, moving through the flames towards the crazies. Where he touches a light snap of winter, and the pattern dies. Don't kill them, I screamed at him. Or tried to. Reality was confusing me. And then, there is only fire. Only the feel of tar sickness of the dying on my plasma skin as I expand, move flame farther and farther, catching the animals mid-motion, choking off the air, purifying the flesh. I am savage joy, thinned intense essence seeking hunger, burning with the power of the desert moving in my plasma fingers. Energy courses through me, transmuting earth and air to flame. Conrad's fierce pleasure matches my own as he moves like a wisp of cold smoke from one body to the next the ruined flesh adding to the mass for my burn. If I had had a mind left, I would have felt fear. But drowning in the light, I felt only brutal exaltation and power. One by one they fall to the flame or to Conrad's frozen darkness. A gasp, a hitch in the flow. I feel the power draining from me. There's nothing left to burn, nothing left at all. The joy failed, and my consciousness returned. And so, I'm back to the beginning, I thought, looking at my red, glowing hands, still amorphous with the shape of the flames I had formed myself into. I never left Rigel. A deep breath, letting my skin return to its shape, letting the heat die from its surface, letting the air cool. I brushed my forehead, noting absently that my hair had all burned off. Killer. Standing alone on the ruins of the mountains with the smell of burned flesh and death in my nostrils, I wanted to cry. I could feel tears starting, so I closed my eyes and let the emotion run out of me until I was empty. Michael. His memory rose up and fought at me. But I pressed a hand to my heart, and, trying to push back the pain that was eating a hole in it. Shut it down. Conrad limped next to me, his breathing harsh from heat and smoke of whatever I'd done. He turned to me to face the ruins of the desert in front of us. Though it felt like an eternity, the whole event had taken just a few minutes. Nausea rippled through me in a delayed reaction, and I threw up. I sat back hard into the dirt behind me, and lightning shimmered through my skull. My skin crawled as the burned flesh erupted into weeping blisters before flaking off in giant chunks, leaving creamy caramel-colored new skin behind in a matter of seconds. Conrad watched me impassively. I put my head between my knees and tried to breathe slowly. You're still alive, I said, through the nausea. So it would seem. He gasped a little as he went, eased down to a knee next to me, his face registering his own pain. He was glowing faintly blue, his weathered skin still translucent from whatever his gift was. His flesh looked almost solid, like it was still ice. He scared me. Stone-cold killer. You are a scary motherfucker, Conrad. He snorted. Right back at you, Sparky. I paused. You know you're glowing, right? So are you. He settled down to sit, long legs stretched in front of him. He leaned on his pale, deadly hands. Fuck. Never seen another freak work. It's creepy as fuck. Yeah. A thought occurred to me. Does Shay know you're, um, different? He shook his head. Nothing for her to know. I raised my eyebrows in surprise. I mean, I'd want to know if I was screwing the god of death. He frowned at me in irritation. How do you know I'm screwing Shay? How can I not? It's a small ship, man. Mm. No, I haven't told her. You think you might want to? Nope. Shay doesn't need to know anything. I shrugged. None of my business, of course. Just saying. It's kind of a big thing to keep from her. And why should I tell her? The words were spat out, dark and angry. So she can be afraid of me? So she can think she's fucking a freak? I like having a woman around. I like her. Fail to see why a genetic mutation is important. I'd want to know, I said again. Jesus Christ, mind your own business. I'm tired and hungry and hurt like a motherfucker. I want a girl, a snack, and a nap, not a lecture from you. Let's get out of here. He hauled himself up and waited for me impatiently. I didn't stand. I was pretty sure I'd pass out when I did. Oh, for Christ's sakes. He grabbed my arms and jerked me up, tossing his shoulder under me. You are such a needy woman. Sorry, I managed to choke out through the discombobulating waves of dizziness and was reasonably proud for not only staying conscious, but not vomiting all over my knight in shining armor. What a terrible night! You should be. Did any of them survive? I coughed a little. Bodies, even? He took a quick survey at the blackened circle of devastation around us. Survive? No. Looks like there are a couple of corpses you missed with whatever plasma storm you pulled in. Gotch can probably use those. I swallowed and tasted bile. Oh good. Markov chained emergent properties. An emergent property is spontaneous outcome or derivative of a system of events whose existence cannot be deduced from what is known about those events when taken in isolation. For example, given a class of objects, each of which has a low degree of thermal conductivity, it may happen that, when those objects are assembled in a certain way, the resulting structure has a high degree of thermal conductivity. J.M. Kaczynski, aggregate Properties, and Emergent Properties. Sing. I took a little time with the colonists to restore systems and set Gatch up with whatever data we had available. Conrad gone- had gone back to the ship days before. As I entered Mariah's docking port, I saw him standing at the bay, waiting for me. Nice to be home, I thought. Whoo He recoiled as soon as I was in range. Sing, you stink! I glanced at myself as if I could see it. What, did you take a dip in raw sewage before your trip? Well, the crazies had pulled apart most of the wastewater reclamation system, and the supply ferry didn't want to wait for me to clean up, so... Goddamn, we need a hose down here just for you. He held his nose, gasping theatrically. I saw Shay poised at the top of the bay, ready to come down. I waved. Conrad immediately spun with his hands up. No, don't... honey, don't come any closer. She's contaminated. We're going to have to vent the bay. Save yourself. She scowled at him. It can't be that. Oh, Jesus. You better use the DCOM room. That's awful. What a loyal crew, I threw back sarcastically. Here I come bloodied from battle. A battle that gets you paid, may I add, and all I get is shit. I started for the decom room. If Shay actually agreed with Conrad, I must be absolutely disgusting. No, saying. Seems like today you are the shit, Conrad jibed. Get it? She punched him in the shoulder. Oh, come on, that was funny. It works on like two levels. Leave her alone. Such an awful thing down there, she whispered furiously to him. You're a bad man. He grinned lasciviously at her and caught her little frame up in his arms, leaning in for a kiss. Which is why you love me, right? Tolerate you is more like it. You're a train wreck. But she didn't fight very hard when he kissed her. In fact, she hung on pretty tightly. Thanks, guys. Good talk. No respect, I said to no one in particular. They weren't paying any attention to me anymore, so I sighed deeply, feeling unaccountably abandoned and abused, and locked myself in for a chemical cleaning. Personal Log, A. Singh, Captain, UPC Mariah. The Sagittarius One mission seems to be a partial success. Upon identification of the prion and description to the CMO at Sagittarius One, they were able to reproduce the effects in a bio-model and design a new blood-filtering technique for all citizens. This prevented any new cases of the final phase of the disease. However, we were at a loss to figure out how to cure or stabilize those citizens currently still afflicted. Once the prion broke the blood-brain barrier, there was no way for the nanoscrubbers to reach the protein. We were only able to find it by modifying a CT machine to look for its particular protein structure. However, the question remains, how do you target molecules in the brain? Shea actually had a very good suggestion. After a review of some of the technology available to us on Sagittarius and a brief discussion about prions, with particular emphasis on rabies and mad cow disease, she suggested we try a series of synthetic conjugated polythiophenes directly applied to areas in question using a slow-release capsule manipulated with magnetic fields outside the patient's skull cavities. Considering that previous experiments on the proteins, which included freezing, boiling, radiation, and carbon adsorption, scrubbing, were all ineffective, Her solution provided a measure of hope. Initial results are proving to be very promising, with most patients regaining most language capability, significant reduction in violent tendencies, and some memory recovery. Shay seems to have quite a knack for physiology and medicine. She's asked to study the available data we pulled from Gotch and copied from Elise. And she's brilliant. I would see this as a tremendous asset for us long term. It also appeals to me that it is ridiculously outside of service regulation to have a non-certified, non-guild mechanic performing medical duties on a service freighter. But I may have authority issues. For the others, the ones neutralized by Conrad and me, what can I say? I didn't mention them in the official report. Gotch has requested a peacekeeper unit just in case any more final-stage patients display similar symptoms, but it seems like such a waste. Then again... Do I get a vote if I don't live here? I left our rather spectacular spook display out of the official report to Daniels, and I'm sure Gotch did as well. No one seemed to want us around after our little show. Gotch couldn't wait to get me off his rock, and I feel lucky they didn't just knock us unconscious and ship us back to Seoul. Definitely awkward. Anyway, I'm not sure I'm ready to tell Daniels what I did. I don't know if the colonel knows about Conrad, but I really don't want him hearing it from me. I also don't know if it was the right decision. I don't know if there are right decisions in scenarios like that, only the ones you can walk away from in the end. I guess I don't know much of anything. It's done. What more can I say? Michael once told me that command was awful, that responsibility aided him from the inside out, that he never knew if decisions were good, bad, indifferent, or why he was qualified to make them, why people believed him when he talked. I think I may understand him a little better now, finally. As a side note, Shay mentioned that after further research, prions like the one we discovered here on SAG-1 and the one from Explorer are listed as the most indestructible biological entity known to human medicine. She believes that as we continue our missions, we'll be encountering these structures over and over again and should think about creating a standard operating procedure for identification, translation, and treatment to save us time as we respond to emergencies. As I said, she's pretty brilliant, and I wholeheartedly agree with her suggestion. Just what the hell did you do on the planet? Shay's voice rang out into the hallway. I pretended not to hear and kept moving toward the bridge. I couldn't hear Conrad's response anyway. Don't tell me to calm down. I open up the news feed, happen to see Sagittarius 1, and what do you know? My lover is on film killing things with his brain. Like a crazy. Because that's what you were doing, right? I didn't see a weapon in your hands, you didn't do any freaky martial arts stuff, and then those poor crazies were just dropping dead when you touched them. When you were glowing, just like when the captain does her freaky shit. You're sick, aren't you? You're a carrier. A muffled comment. Why is it different? I don't know. Maybe because I'm not fucking the captain. Is there anything else you want to tell me? Pause. Important things that girlfriends should know, like if you're going to have a nightmare and murder me in my sleep, or if you're going to infect me with a lethal plague. More incoherent comments from Conrad. Shay's voice suddenly peeled out clear as she opened the door and stormed into the hallway. Yes, you're right, Jason. I did know that you killed people in the service. I just didn't know you could do it with a goddamn thought. How could you not tell me? What is wrong with you? What are you, anyway? The sound of a door slamming. A moment later, the sound of another slam door. Conrad joined me on the bridge. He sank into one of the consoles without looking at me, put his feet up, and activated a news link. I continued to watch him. What do you want? He snarled. Nothing. I waited, still watching him. A long, long pause. You were right. The words were thin, almost hissed out. She's moderately pissed. I know, I heard. In the quiet, I could hear Mariah's little beeps and electronic humming. This may have been a bad decision, he said. I snorted. Which part? Screwing a crewmate or not telling her a major portion of your genetic makeup? So many issues to choose from growled deep in his throat. You know, this whole holier-than-thou routine you've been on lately is pretty irritating. Feel free to shut the fuck up and mind your own business at any point. I shrugged and went back to Daniel's letter. It was a new assignment. I had been debating whether to mention the shitstorm on SAG-1, but if it was on the news, it's probably a moot point. I sighed. So, Daniel's definitely knew about Conrad now and had seen us doing whatever it is we do and has a massive PR problem waiting for him. And after his reaction on Rigel, I knew this was probably wasn't going to be a good experience. I should probably deal with this. It's a shame I'm clueless on how. I had a deep desire to take off and disappear far, far away from the service. Run away and pretend this never happened. Mac might let me disappear, but Daniels would hunt me down and publicly burn me for witchcraft if he thought it would help him get promoted. This was probably an in-person conversation. Soul Orbital it is. God damn it. It's not my fault, you know. What is? I was inputting the next coordinate markers into the autopilot and mapping out the flight path to transmit for Sol for docking clearance. My HMI lit up with the accepted flight path and Mariah flashed a little blue acknowledgement with a subtle shift that indicated a course change. Sol. Again. Why do I always end up at Sol and Hadar? It's a big galaxy. I should get out more. Random acts of awful strike again. I've spent years not talking to anyone, ever, and lying about myself. Oh, right, Conrad is still talking. Well, you were awfully good at it, I said, forcing my brain back into conversation mode. (laughs) Evidently, he wanted to talk. My mistake for trying to mind my own business. He nodded. Yeah, see? I'm ruined for communicating normally with anyone. I snorted. Normal communication is a myth. The more you know, the more you need to share what's in your brain, the less able you're able to do it the less able you are to do it. I figure both of us will be mute within the year. He gave a deep sigh. Well, that would be a blessing. What does Shay want, anyway? She already knows everything about me that's worth knowing. Isn't a man allowed some privacy? No, I don't think that's how this works. Relationships, I mean, I've never tried them, but I've heard that you actually have to do what she wants. He frowned at me. God damn it. What if I don't want to? I shrugged. Can't help you. I gave up on the idea of human contact a long time ago. No clue how they work. His feet came down. Yeah, I've been meaning to ask you about that. You never go out. Even when we're station side, you stay with the ship. Are you sneaking guys back to your bunk through the biomechanical security system? The image made me smile a little. No. Well, then how are you getting, you know, your companionship? Are you in Chaos Lesbo? That would be totally fine, you know, if you wanted to do that. No prejudice here. I grimaced. Ugh, you're a pig. Chaos isn't even female, anyway. He leered at me, unrepentant. I didn't say anything else. So, nothing? At all? For how long? For a moment, I was back on Nightingale, holding Michael's hand, crying helplessly. Shame, loneliness, grief, self hate curled up in me again. I closed my eyes and pressed my fist where my heart had opened up with the old pain. Michael. A while. I'm just no good at it. You know, the whole thing is way too much effort. I glanced at Conrad. He was open-mouthed with shock, as if it mattered. Seriously? You just go without? And you're going to do that forever? Are you even human? Am I? The thought wiggled in. in. I shied away from it, laughing at Conrad instead. Conrad, are we seriously talking about boys here? What's next? Are you going to braid my hair and start stealing my clothes? A narrow-eyed glare greeted me. It made me laugh harder. Fine. Fuck you, then. I was just concerned for your welfare. Last time that'll ever happen, sweetheart. Good luck with your life choices, then. Good luck with Shay. How are your life choices working out? Aw, shit. Leave me alone. I went back to Daniel's message. I forwarded it to Conrad, and he opened it on the console. I waited. He gave a deep, long-suffering sigh and looked at me after a moment. So, what do you want to do? I shrugged. Guilt and fear were gnawing at my guts. This was a conversation I really, really didn't want to have. Me and Daniels had finally started to trust each other, just a little. He would have to do something about this. Granted, I didn't even know that I could do the whole fire plasma thing. However, he might be feeling a little pissed that I had, it hadn't come up in our original discussion of my skills. He might also be a little pissed about public demonstrations of spooky from a person who was supposed to be dead and that I had hired Conrad. Christ, I could probably have handled this a little better. How would the greater galaxy treat us? Torches and pitchforks? What was Daniels going to do? 2. Colonel Jared Daniels from Captain Akasha Singh Sir, I need to speak with you in person regarding the events on Sagittarius One. We estimate a three-week trip to Sol Orbital. Please do not make any decisions until we can make, meet face-to-face. Respectfully. Asing. Mac. What in Christ's name is this? Daniels threw the tablet at Mac, who fumbled it out of his lap and squinted at the files Daniels had highlighted. I don't even know what I'm looking at right now. I need a goddamn translation for whatever that is. Mac put it right side up and pulled the newsfeed. Akasha and another man were standing in a ring of what looked like people. Dirty, odd looking people. And then she morphed into something like living flame and the man reached out and just touched one of the humanoids and it it died shriveled up and disappeared as if decay and decomposition had been condensed into a second into a tiny black hole disturbing very disturbing Singh was in uniform the dark man wasn't but his spine was twisted oddly and he seemed very familiar mac could have sworn he'd seen him somewhere and somewhere recently i'm getting old he thought in disgust. Daniels paced the length of the room, impatiently waiting for him to finish. Jared, I know this looks bad, he started. Looks bad, the colonel threw his hands up in disgust. Looks bad, it's a public relations nightmare. It's a service captain doing magic, killing things that should not exist, which was not included in the original report, may I add. So now, not only is she spooky, but she's also falsifying reports and subcontracting her spook shit out. He stabbed the tablet, pointing at the crippled dark man. That man was supposed to be off the grid somewhere safe in the backwaters of the galaxy, and I was never supposed to see him again. I was not supposed to see him killing things with a touch. Daniels went back to his pacing. I didn't even know he could do that, or that he was working for. Mac took a deep breath and rubbed his temples. Yeah, but can you just calm down for one fucking second? You're giving me a headache. Daniels glared at him and kept pacing back and forth, muttering to himself. Jared, stop. She's coming here. She's coming to talk to you in person. Can't you at least give her the benefit of the doubt? Daniel seemed like he almost wanted to spit at the last comment. Benefit of the doubt? Benefit of the doubt? Oh, that's rich. This is the second time she's withheld information from me. Didn't we sit down here, all of us together, for a review of her abilities and a review of what her authority was and was not? Didn't we talk about ethics and maintaining the integrity of the service? Didn't I trust her not to do anything too stupid in public so that we didn't get on the bad side of Ido again? He stopped and flung himself into his chair to stare out at the giant window at the moving sun patterns against the shadowed glass. God damn it, I hate this woman. Max smiled to himself, remembering Singh's personnel file. A small touch of humor in the decidedly unfunny situation. Yeah, she seems to have that effect on people. He put the tablet on the desk and put his feet up to join it. He was tired and hungry and a little impatient with his boss acting like an infant at every problem. Jared, shut up. Let the lawyers deal with the media. It's what they're there for. What does it matter if she's on tape doing her thing? She got the job done. What do you mean you don't see the problem? This is a huge deal. We'll have to lie or fake another tape with special effects to cover it up and I just- Ugh, fuck. Daniel struck both fists hard against the metal desk. They'll say the service is killing sick people, breeding monsters. We have a new species of human with genetic engineering. People will be afraid of us. I mean, look, those people were plague carriers that we just killed. Civilians. Colonists. And not kill in a nice, normal way that it's hideable and explainable. No. Conrad just touches it and kills it. Unlimited power. Ido is going to shit a brick. Max stood, poured in a glass of whatever alcohol Daniels was hitting this week, and handed it to him. Stop it. You're a colonel. Act like one. Jesus Christ, I'm not a chief engineer. I'm a babysitter. Look, I'm tired, hungry, and sick of running in circles. Wait for Singh to show up, get the full data set, then make your decision. Quit wallowing in yourself all the time. Jesus, it's Explorer 3 all over again. You'd have thought you'd learned your lesson by now. I'm leaving. Call me when you're ready to talk with some sense. He levered himself up and headed towards the door. "'Who's that new kid they gave me? Bautista? "'You might have some information we can use on this thing.'" "'Not another one. "'I would love to know who's sending these out,' Mac thought in disgust. "'Nobody seems to know where the reports come from. "'They just get pissed that somebody wrote them. "'Shit. "'God forbid somebody take responsibility for something.'" "'I don't understand. "'What are you telling me, Bautista?' Max stared at the slender GenTech in confusion. The kid had handed him this report on genetic alterations as if he should know what to do with it. I don't know what you want me to do with this. Sebastian Bautista looked at him in surprise. Well, obviously, sir, you are having trouble setting up appropriate food stores and living quarters for the Catalan. This is a detailed description of what genetic engineering would be required to manipulate current space-approved plants and animals for dietary and environmental requirements on Sol. Mac looked at the tab- tablet again. No, this is a report outlining the corruption of the current service and the unethical Gen Tech testing on wards of the state, particularly those at service academies. What the hell is this? The, boy- the man's eyes widened, and Mac sighed to himself. Goddamn political intrigue. I can't tell if the kid is dumb or manipulating me. Jesus. What I wouldn't give to go back to the deeps. Daniels can drown on his own, thank you very much. Sir, I don't know where that came from. The man, flushed with embarrassment, grabbed the tablet and surveyed the report. Considering that this was the fourth report that had found its way to Mac over the past year, he was inclined to smell a rat. Kid was making way too much of an effort. Cut the crap, Batista. Since you've been my tech, I've gotten four of these stupid things. Just tell me whatever plan you've got brewing and why. Kid's lips compressed and looked at the ceiling significantly. Oh, for the love of... Mac hit the scatterer that he'd had to have installed after the last meeting when Daniels had sent him out to welcome the Catalan ambassador, and they'd gotten all those death threats. Seems some psychopaths out there couldn't abide the life of a different shape. What a load of crap. Go ahead, kid. Big Brother isn't watching. The damn thing's an industrial-grade silencer. Sir, you've worked with Akasha Singh, right? Sure. She's a good engineer. Solid terror specialist. Though her budget estimations are kind of loose and her reports are enough to drive you unconscious, a woman could write a book out of a simple benefit-cost ratio. The kid looked at him in confusion. Oh right, the spooky shit. That too. How do you know about that? I started out in Gen Tech at the academies a couple years ago. Did a stint on Nightingale. Emergency. I was Charles Lutron's assistant, if that means anything to you. Mac shook his head. Nope, don't know who that is. The kid sighed long and deep. Lutrin designed Sing. He programmed her, and he's done it to a lot of others. He's absolutely brilliant, except things started getting weird after Sing. He's been pulling projects out of the records for years, but everyone's been okay with it because he's such a great scientist. Thing is, most of these people are turning up dead in weird ways. Ways that can blow up planets or take over people's brains. And a lot of Lutrin's old projects are starting to go crazy. And people that aren't his old projects are showing similar symptoms. The crazies. We've managed to track down all the official projects, but I, I know he's got others out there that he's tracking for service. And we don't have a way to reach them. They're dangerous, sir, to themselves and to us. Mac felt a little coil in his gut the one that screamed, Danger, danger, Will Robinson, run away, and a little warning spasm. Well, that's terrible. That's a nice story. But what am I supposed to do about it, and who's we? Well, sir, you have a reputation for dealing with difficult situations. You know, you and Daniels didn't just dispose of sing outright. I mean, somehow the two of you got her healthy and back out into the world. We thought maybe you could work with the good doctor there, he motioned to the report sitting on the desk, and help these people out, shut down the program. I mean, one of the projects could create wormholes through space-time in his living room. Can you imagine what the service would do with that? nobody should have that power. What happened to that one? Oh, uh, Paul. Yeah, he sort of suicided, pulled himself into two different singularities by accident. A pause. So, see what I mean? Hugely dangerous. Mac leaned his head back and felt the beginnings of a really, really bad headache. Bautista, I'm an engineer. Granted, I'm the head of special projects for this sector, but I'm not a politician. I'm not someone who can just go tearing up things and expect to come out smelling good on the other side. No, of course not. We know that. It's just... No one is. Most of us are just techs. Most of us haven't even been off our orbital stations. You and Daniels, well, you seem more like people. Like you might care about some of these projects and not just use them like that fucker Ido. One of our people was the med tech who took care of Singh on Old Earth, you know. Heard what Ido thought of her and of us. Ido's a goddamn criminal sociopath. Brown eyes looked up at Mac for help. What the hell? I was always a sucker for the underdog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Batista. I've already been looking into the report author. Any ideas on where I can find him? So you'll help? The kid looked like a golden retriever. Save me from the innocent. I'm not promising shit. I will tell you, I will look into it, and I'll tell the colonel, and I'll pull the colonel in if I think it's worth his attention. The old man is up for a promotion, you know. The burden of responsibility, Mac thought. The more you do, the more people expect from you. Jesus Christ, I miss the tunnels. Start talking, Sebastian. Start from the beginning and make it thorough. Who is we? Press Conference, Soul Orbital, Sagittarius I Incident. Ido. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen let me start this afternoon's proceedings by offering my sincere and heartfelt condolences to the families of the plague victims on Sagittarius I. Your courage and faith during this time are an inspiration to us all. Without men and women like yourselves, willing to take risks and push the boundaries of human civilization, we would not have survived the cataclysm. You are examples for all of us. I would also like to shed light on the supposed events on Sagittarius I and the neutralization of the plague vectors. It should go without saying that no human is capable of the actions those two individuals did. It is physically impossible. This leaves the only possibilities for explanation to be some sort of elaborate prank of special effects or the implication that these two individuals were non-humans. The service does not contain non-humans and is not responsible for the actions of aliens. We are continuing to investigate this matter. As a result, please refrain from further questions or comments on the individuals themselves. Any information pursuant to the investigation will remain classified until we can determine if this is a homeland security threat to be dealt with appropriately. You may rest assured that we will identify and eliminate this threat to our people. Thank you. Questions? Yes, you. R. Are you implying that the crazies is an engineered plague, a coordinated effort by an alien species to destroy a colony? Ido. The service sees very few viable alternatives for how this event came to be. As previously stated, the abilities or symptoms displayed are inconsistent with human compatibilities. We know that telepathy and telekinesis are recognized abilities of some of our allies. Shapeshifting and other skills would not be unreasonable to assume. Whether it was coordinated or not is unknown and part of the fact-finding investigation that's been assigned to the Special Projects Unit. Next? Go ahead. R. One of the individuals is a service member, a captain by the name of Akasha Singh. Did the service authorize lethal force against civilians? Sick civilians? I The service never authorized lethal force. Captain Singh's actions were never endorsed by her command. As I said, we'll be conducting a full investigation into the event. We haven't ruled out potential alien interference or rogue terrorism. R. Should the public expect more of these terror attacks, then? Is she connected with the Catalan? I do. Let me assure the public that our relations with our friends, the Catalan, are still strong. However, yes, Captain Singh has strong ties with the Catalan expedition on Cygnus and even lived with one of their prominent officials. We're looking into all aspects of this case and cooperating fully with the federal corporate investigators. This should not affect any element of trade with either. Yes, you, please go ahead. R. General, how do you respond to claims that the service is testing genetically altered humans to do just the type of thing we saw on Sagittarius? Ido. What? Turn into flame? Are you asking if we've wasted millions of taxpayer credits to create magicians? Don't be ridiculous. Obviously, the Sagittarius feed was a prank or, or some sort of modified film by a creative programmer with a sense of humor. It's not real. It's completely fabricated. R. Well, no, I mean, you just said that there could be alien involvement, and there are allegations that a giant underground project spanning decades has been genetically altering human beings sometimes against their will to allow them extrasensory skills and abilities formerly never exhibited by humans and there are rumors that the program has actually resulted in the plague that threatens sagittarius is that true ido that is absurd the service would never conduct that kind of operation reporter would it contract it out there are several large corporate gentech companies implicated in reports coming out of hadar from a dr Elise schneider any comments ido Dr. Snyder is obviously trying to discredit the service. I have no doubt about her commitment to her patient's health. However, she has been through many traumatic events and has been exposed to several situations that may have made her more paranoid than warranted. Reporter. What are you implying, General? Ido. Nothing. I am only stating that there is a high correlation of paranoia and dementia associated with individuals exposed to unshielded core reactions that are prevalent on orbital medical stations. Dr. Schneider may be suffering from that exposure, compounded with her long career in spaceflight. I can assure you that the service never has and will never be involved in testing human beings for the goal of extrasensory abilities. Thank you. No further questions will be answered at this time. 2. Colonel Jared Daniels from General Shi Aido Colonel Daniels, first off, who gave you the authority to commission X-80750 as a captain in the service? I gave no recommendation, and I would have expected you to at least ask permission before releasing a potentially unstable nuclear reactor like IT into the galaxy. Second, whose bright idea was it to put, on, put it on a cleanup detail? Again, you never asked my permission to use it, and I never would have exposed it to another failed terror attempt after Old Earth, which is what you should have thought of. Third, why was I not informed that a rogue Gentech project had committed this debacle publicly? I had to find out on a news feed. Sagittarius was not in your weekly report, and it should have been. Are you withholding information to protect this thing? If you are, I guarantee I will have your rank faster than you can spit. I built your career, and I can rip it apart if I want. What were you thinking? You will report to me immediately so I can determine if this was willful negligence, incompetence, or outright rebellion. I expect you immediately. Sing. Falling forever, wheeling in the night, Mariah breathed with me as we stretched out our wings. I knew the way home. You always feel different coming home. Soft sighs of cosmic dust brushed past us with tiny minty print of ice embedded in space. My metal body sang as the ion boost accelerated us through the rings of the stuff, spinning in sunlight. The long dark, the blackness filled with light. Shimmering cosmic radiation reflected off my hull. My long limbs scored traces in the gravitational field. Ripples in space-time, like skimming the surface of a lake. For a shining moment, the world was clear and cool and right. No doubt, no fear, no shame, no responsibility. Just beautiful, empty, cold freedom wrapping around me. Bliss. Trajectory alteration. Approve? Polar coordinates 45.3 pi 001 omega 020.00 min real data set 4. Ah, someone was awake and wanted to talk to me, it would seem. I wasn't ready to come back to the world yet. Decline, I told the manual system. Trajectory alteration, approve. Polar coordinates, 4, 5, dot, 3, pi, 0, zero 1, omega, zero two zero 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 min, real data set, 4. I hissed to myself in frustration. Decline. Trajectory alteration, approve. Polar coordinates, zero 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 0, time now, no data set. Oh, for crying out loud. Someone wants me to stop Ugh. Decline. Initiate automatic controls on current trajectory. Stand by for pilot interface transfer. Pilot interface will terminate. Please stand by. In five, four, three, two, one, automatic control initiated. I opened my eyes and stretched. The little biofilament buried in my brain retreated back into the pilot chair and I took a moment to remember how to breathe with my own small lungs and feel with my own soft skin. Always disappointing. Conrad and Shay were waiting for me. Took you long enough? You didn't want to talk to us? Conrad's caustic voice called out as I turned to face them. Oh, settle down. Captain. Shay's voice was full of concern. You've been flying all night. Same as you've done for the past two weeks. You can't keep doing this. Yeah, I mean, I just couldn't sleep. It's not a big deal. And I need the flight time. She frowned. I'll go get you some... Whatever she was going for. I didn't hear the last words that she left. A sharp whistle drew me back to Conrad. What? I want to know your plan. My plan for what? Daniels, you twit. Oh, right, that. You know, I just figured I would go in there, explain what happened, and we'd figure out the next steps, like adults. Colleagues. A pair of raised eyebrows greeted that response. Oh, sure, Conrad said, and then we can talk about our feelings and make an interpretive dance about what it means to be in the service and skip down to the cantina to have hugs and drinks together. He crossed his arms and leaned against the doorway. Well, do you have a better idea, Mr. Smartass? Unfolding, he came to sit at one of the consoles. Don't go back, sing. Go rogue. We disappear. Oh, I can't do that. Why? he said, a still serious expression making his face blank. I had to stop and think. There was nothing that said I couldn't disappear, just fade into the darkness like before and forget any of this had happened. No more service. No more guilt. No more captain. Just freedom. See? You don't know why you're following through with this bullshit. I have a theory that they brainwashed us just to make sure we'd stay loyal and obedient. Don't be ridiculous, Conrad, he shrugged. Fine, whatever you say, Cupcake, just throwing it out there. I still didn't have a good reason not to run. All of the scenarios in my head led to bad, but I'd been wrong before, lots of times. What about Shay, I asked. You should be with her. He shrugged. (laughs) She'd be better off without me. What? You heard me? I'm a mess. She'd be better off without me. Well, that's not the deal, man. You can't just leave her. Besides, maybe she's good for you. He looked at me like I'd grown an extra head. What does that even mean? I mean, aren't you better with her? Like, she stayed with you for a reason. You might want to think about that before you just piss it away. He didn't respond. Fine. I turned away. Well. You can't help but appreciate the symmetry. Conrad was lounging in my quarters, watching a tape of Sagittarius. Symmetry of what? I was writing out requisition orders and tallying up the budget numbers before we hit Seoul. We needed a resupply, and Shay was complaining about the electrical upgrades again. Expensive. Sheesh. Every time I hire an electrical specialist, I hammered cash. And Conrad had finally broken his bio-suit, intentionally, most likely. I could probably fix a portion of it, but the urine reclamation fibers and the air filtration fabric were jammed with something gooey and disgusting, and I frankly didn't want to touch the stupid thing. Let Daniels pay for it. Ugh. Our voodoo. Tell me you thought of it, right? I mean, like, I'm an endothermic reaction, and you're like an exothermic reaction. I snickered, but kept looking at my interface and tablet. Was that a scientific analogy you just used? You're such a nerd. Yeah, right. I'm the nerd. Hypocrite. But think about it. All your stuff is generating energy, or transmuting it, and my stuff is, like, sucking it out. Stripping it. Is that a thing? Absorbing, maybe. Yeah, whatever. Same difference. But see, it's like yin and yang, and my voodoo's been getting stronger since I've been hanging out around you. Yours has as well, I think. I mean, it's a little hard to tell, since, you know, you can fart and create rivers and all. You're disgusting. That was a compliment! I rolled my eyes. Hey, why didn't we ever hook up? I blinked. Wow. Hello, non sequitur. What? He was leaning back in my chair with his feet on my bed, eyes partly closed and hands behind his head. Hook up. We were young. You liked me. You amused me. There's a big difference. He laughed. Relax, I'm a delight. Women find me charming. It's no shame to succumb to the magic. Bleah. Seriously, though. Feet came down and he leaned towards me. Why not? "'Cause I was ugly, you were an idiot, "'and I liked you better for not sleeping with you.' "'Well, you weren't ugly. "'Well, you were still an idiot, "'and I still like you better for not sleeping with you. "'That hasn't changed. "'Why are you hitting on me?' He pulled back and scowled. "'I'm not hitting on you.' I raised my eyebrows. "'Okay, I might be hitting on you. "'Quit it. Yes, mistress.' I went back to my numbers. "'So, things with Shay must not be going well.' I felt his irritation across the room. She doesn't understand anything. All she cares about is a ship. Why did I think this was a good idea? This being a relationship? Yes. Well, you're probably just excited to be out of the service. Freedom, you know, and Shay is cute and fun, and maybe you thought you could do normal. Quit psychoanalyzing me. It's really annoying. Hey, you asked. Yeah, but I didn't really want to talk about it. Sheesh, keep it rhetorical if you'd be so kind fine. I went back to my notes. Secondary couplings at 80%. Junction box replacements will be required for three different control panels. Each MCC will have to be amortized over the life of service, plus or minus a year or two. We'll add another transformer to account for the higher load that that last segment Shay wanted for her lab. For the med lab. Maybe if I take out the med AI and change over the gateways, I did some arithmetic and came up with a very big number. Oof. Expensive. Daniels is not going to like that. Maybe I can convince him that Mac should be my direct supervisor? I could probably get Mac to buy me a new MCC and catalytic converter out of the battalion budget. What are you doing? Conrad asked. I'm doing the requisition order for Seoul. I said. That new fusion reactor recycle process should be worth at least one big upgrade. I'll shoot it to Mac for some credit. Shipwide efficiency is at thirty percent increase, and we've dropped our chemical use down to practically nothing for wastewater. There may be some good applications for orbital systems in that that sounds absolutely scintillating, said Conrad. Yes, I glanced at him. I have a fondness for eating and breathing, so it's a good move for us to take care of some of these things, regardless of how they may how much they may or may not amuse you. Sing, I'm bored. I can't help that. Go help Shay with something. She's rebuilding the Ion drive again since our last junction failure. Ugh. Take another flying lesson from the autopilot, then. He flopped on the bed in disgust. Absolutely not. That was a disaster. I smiled to myself. The last flying lesson had resulted in a mild TBI for Conrad and a break in our forward chemical thruster. And Mariah's undying dislike for him. What have you done? I yelled, ripping the biofilament out of Conrad with a savage pull as Mariah careened hard starboard and an ominous mechanical growl rumbled from underneath us. You broke the chemical thruster? How is that possible? Out! Get out now! I can't! I'm not actually linked! Stop yelling at me! He held the back of his head in pain as I tried to push him out of the primary chair. Just stop a minute! You had the bypass controls! Why didn't you stop me? Out! 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 Let me see! I dragged him out of the chair so I could read the HMI. You were operating the manual and the link at the same time? How the fuck did you do that? Mariah's cascade failure alarms lit up on the display and my interface glowed red. I hit the manual shutdown and cut power to everything. The cabin went dark and the ship stilled. I raised my hands helplessly, trying not to laugh at the absurdity of, of it all. I couldn't tell which was funnier, Shay's look of absolute shock as she came in to check on us or Conrad's absolute shame. You gave two conflicting commands to the chemical thrusters in opposite directions and activated the partial differentials in opposite directions, I said. I've never seen anyone do that, even by accident. It shouldn't even be possible. What are you, allergic to math? Oh, fuck you. I'm a kinesthetic learner. I didn't want to fly anyway. If you had properly inspected the controls, it wouldn't have happened. Conrad stomped towards his room, calling back. Have some professional pride next time. Conrad, it's all right, I shouted after him. It's not that bad. We just have to recalibrate things and run on ions for a little while. Ion engines for a little while. Shea can fix it in no time. Never again, Sing, he shouted back. Never again. Your ship hates me. Well, you did break her. It was your fault anyway. Yes, of course. It was my fault that you can't follow directions. You are being very unhelpful. Am I? Conrad, you're being a child. Go away. If you're going to sulk and be difficult, you should do it someplace where I'm not trying to work. Sadist. Yes, my heart bleeds for you. Go talk to Shay then. Be an adult. And this is what happens when you promote women. They think they can just order a body around as if they were the boss. I am the boss. Fine. After a long sigh and puppy dog eyes that I could feel even though I refused to look at him, he finally dragged himself out of my room. You just know how to disappoint a man. It's my specialty. Bye, Conrad! Daily food intake rate multiplied by total mission time divided by the cost of bulk for rations and, of course, account for the orbital tax. Test subject X80750. 001-879-3333 Subject introduced earlier than usual. Genetic testing demonstrated a suitability factor of greater than 0.95, which is a significantly higher probability than previous test subjects have shown. Granted, due to the age of the subject, there may be a conflict in beginning Phase 1 at the typical schedule. However, allowances may be made due to the high suitability. Subject seems highly intelligent, sensitive, and physically fit. Her genetic profile also indicates high resilience and resistance to common disease factors. It is unfortunate that she contains the FX87 gene. Previous preliminary tests have demonstrated that subjects with expressed FX87 tend to exhibit homicidal or suicidal tendencies at phase 2 in greater than 60% when compared to the control group. We would have liked to keep her closer to home to see the effects of phase 1 and the improved phase 2 processes with this gene. However, she seems to have been selected for service to pay off her contract debt, most unfortunate. Phase 1 integration has progressed to standard. Subject exhibits high levels of depressive hormones but increased interestingly, also demonstrates increased levels of testosterone. Dominant tendencies seem to be increasing as the test progresses. Initial response testing to radiation exposure has been extremely promising. Suitability factor remains steady at 0.9 with no decline in overall mental or physical processes. However, her levels of cortisol have increased over 100% during the course of testing. There also seem to be secondary effects in her visual processing centers and amygdala that are currently ill-defined. Further examination of her fMRI and CT scans will be required to determine potential effects on the testing procedure. DNA mutation is at 87% and increasing. So far, she's not demonstrated any of the radiation poisoning, blindness, or cancer that previous subjects have developed at this point. We don't understand why, but she is a very promising candidate for Phase 3. I eased Mariah into the sole docking ports as gently as a feather, not even a bump or scrape against the automatic gravity conduits. Beautiful job, Akasha, said Shay appreciatively. The mechanic was leaning over my shoulder to see the station on the interface. She'd never been to Seoul. I couldn't exactly hear her in the link, but I could feel her through Mariah's internal sensors, and the small compliment made me unexplainably happy. Friends, maybe? I've never had many friends before. I'm sure I'll mess it up somehow. Shay had been doing strange and wonderful things in our med lab, even converting it to some sort of workshop. I hadn't seen her for days, but the retrovirus prion removal strategy she was working on seemed to show promise, and she probably didn't need my help. Daniels would want to see it, though, if his head hasn't exploded yet. I sighed to myself. This interview was not going to be one of the more pleasant experiences of my life. I broke the link and shut down active systems for the docking procedures. Ready, Conrad? No, I don't want to go. Too bad. Well, then why did you ask me then? To make myself feel better, I snapped. Let's do this. The docking port cycled with the soft of air transfer and decontamination protocols, a quick flash of light as our bodies were imaged and tested for contaminants and treated with UV, and then the main doors opened onto Sol. Famil- familiar claustrophobia climbed up to clog my throat. As my suit tightened around me and we stepped out. I've been on many orbital stations and many colonized planets, but there was something about Sol that made me feel small and lonely every single time. The crush of people, the loud screeches of machinery on the freight dock, the constant white noise of the PA system near the passenger docks, all of it felt uniquely familiar and uniquely distressing. Every time I was here, I searched faces and expressions, convinced I would see old co-workers, friends, or classmates. And for some reason, it was a deeply disturbing concept. (laughs) Conrad nudged me, and we made our way to the service station, service section, heading to the principal's office. Maybe someday I'll have a purpose in life that does not involve me getting in trouble or blowing things up every goddamn day. I live in hope. The bad feeling was only encouraged by our reception at the headquarters. Daniels was not happy to see us. So, he stood staring at both of us. Mac was slumped in a chair near the corner of the room, his long legs crossed ankle to knee, idly chewing on a toothpick. Daniels said, You want to start explaining why your spookiness is being transmitted across the galaxy right now? Did you need a refresher on what discretion, professionalism, and full disclosure mean? They are multisyllabic, so I thought you might have gotten confused on your vocabulary. Don't be passive-aggressive, Daniels. It doesn't suit you, I said and sat down. I did not say you could sit, Captain. Attention. Oh, fuck you, I said placidly. Conrad moved to stand behind me with his hands on my shoulders. Max snorted in amusement. Daniels seemed confused for a moment. Did you forget how to be a soldier as well? I am your commanding officer. Sighing, I said, come off it, Daniels. It was an accident. We're trying to capture people, and that colony had literally nothing. They'd lost their generator. Well, it was just a whole mess. I didn't even know I could do that, much less I could do it on cue. I felt tired, bone-deep disgusted with the whole game. Look, no one knows anything about this stuff. We're still figuring it out ourselves. How was I supposed to know? And how was I supposed to know somebody would get a holocam out and video the whole thing? I put my feet up on his desk, mainly so I could irritate him. It always worked for Conrad against me. It seemed to work against him. He stared at my boots for a solid five seconds before getting his wind back. That does bring up a great point, Captain. seems you hired a civilian for your crew without my approval. He shot a hateful glance at Conrad. Conrad smiled placidly back at him. What can I say? He said. She offers a great dental plan. I could almost feel Daniels grinding his teeth. Yes, I did, I told Daniels. You said I had full discretion on my crew selection. I stabbed a thumb back at the looming killer behind me. I picked him. Why? I craned my neck back to look at the man in question. That is a great question. Why did I hire you again? A slow, sweet smile from Conrad. I believe you said something about muscle and killing things. Right. I turned back to Daniels. Professional thug. Very useful in terraforming business. He also makes a mean omelet. You should take this interview a little more seriously. I could throw you on a penal colony faster than you can blink. For what? I asked incredulously. You were the one who told me it'd be easier and safer just to kill the infected. You, boss, following your instructions. Lying on reports, not disclosing administrative records, he shot back, falsifying documentation. I didn't falsify anything, and if you and your cronies wanted to look at my personnel manifest, they were properly posted to the ES-1 per regulation. You've got nothing. You're just upset because you can't control this, us, whatever. Daniel sat down behind his desk with an explosive sigh. You're right. I am? Yes, I hate this. I hate not knowing how to plan for you, and I just hate him, a brutal gesture towards Conrad, in general. No offense. None taken. Mac chuckled in amusement. You two are quite a pair, said, referring to me and Conrad. You seem to create a lot of hard feelings wherever you go. Conrad shrugged. What can I say? Women want me. Men want to be me. Bound to create a little resentment every now and then. I snickered. Look, I said, I don't really see what the problem is here. Are you just upset because we keep doing unexpected things? Because that doesn't sound very reasonable. I dropped my feet and leaned towards Daniel's. This gift, or whatever it is, is still growing. It's new. I'm still learning. Conrad's still learning. There are new freaks out there every day just starting up with these powers. We're doing the best we can to do the right thing and take care of people. You throwing a hissy fit every time we do something new isn't going to make us real interested in taking on assignments or actually doing anything. Mac nodded. She's right, Jared. You've got to lighten up a little bit. Daniel shoved himself out of his chair and turned to pace next to the big solar window. It's just so public. And there are things happening that I can't describe. He turned to face Mac. Things that are really, really bad. I don't know how to explain it. I've just got a gut feeling that Ido's up to something and somehow wrapped up with these abilities. I just wanted to keep him quiet for a little longer. Conrad seemed to perk up at that. I know for a fact Ido is balls deep in this. Yeah, everyone knows, said Daniels, turning to face us, irritation making his voice sharp. But no one can prove anything, and no one knows what the end game is. I can't fix it, and it gets worse every time Sing shows up and does something spooky. She's a fucking magnet from Ido's bullshit, and I can't stop it. I don't even know what it is. A quick pause. And now you're in it, and Ido is just, I don't know. I just wanted Sing to lay low for a little while to see if we couldn't get her integrated into special projects without an issue. Maybe let Rigel, explore an Earth slip out, of, slip out of his mind. Daniels gave a long, defeated sigh. A faint hope, obviously. This isn't going away, Jared. Mac's deep voice rumbled out of the corner. These abilities, or whatever they are, are spreading. Lutrin had a pretty big test pool, and these, those people had families, lives. If it's not Sing and Conrad, it'll be someone else getting all... weird. He stopped. You know, we need another name for whatever it is these two do. I feel like an idiot calling it abilities or spook or... whatever. Conrad chuckled. I was thinking voodoo. Ugh, that's even worse, Max said in disgust. Wizardry? No. Black arts? No. Mumbo jumbo? Absolutely not. Sing, shut him up, please. Be quiet, Conrad. It's obviously supposed to be called Hocus Pocus. Max shook his head. You two should not be allowed to work together. Focus here, people. Serious concerns. Daniel sat back down. I have a couple thoughts. Just the two? said Conrad. Shut up. I have a couple thoughts. One, people are are going to know you and be afraid of you. How are you going to work if the whole of civilization either wants you to perform like circus animals or are so terrified of you they'll call for me to execute you? You know there's some religious zealot out there right now writing a letter to Nairobi. Two, what are we supposed to do with the other crazies, especially the really sick ones? The civilians. Mac wrinkled his nose at the name and Janiel spared him a quick glance. Yeah, Crazies is a terrible name, but go think up another one on your own time, Mac. If they're anything like these two, it's dangerous and terrifying to leave them out there on their own. We've got some measure of responsibility here. The big man hummed in his chest. I may actually have a lead on this one. Tweedledee and Tweedledum here need to go talk to my second. The man's name is Bautista. He knows a doctor that soul shuddered as something crashed into us. Mac shut his mouth and dove to a console, desperately pulling up status reports. Another crash. The room went dark, and emergency sirens fired up with a slow, scary build. Another crash. Another. And an eerie, painful quiet made our ears ring. Emergency generators kicked on somewhere. Alarm klaxons rang rang out evacuation instructions. Get out, Daniel screamed. Run. Mac, follow me. You too. Get out.